Welcome to Let It Be Easy with Susie Moore. Okay, my friend, I'm revealing to you one of my odd television habits that, oh my gosh, I get so sucked in. (laughs) Notice my passive voice, I get sucked in, not I'm choosing to watch this on repeat whenever I have a spare hour. (sighs) I love watching these two old seasons of shows. I think they're like 2010, maybe 2012. I don't care that they're old. I hope that there will be new seasons. Uh, But these are the, the names of the two shows that are very similar. One is called I Survived and the other is called I Shouldn't Be Alive. Now, why am I telling you about these shows? (laughs) Okay, these are mini documentary standalone episodes where you interview real people about their true stories where they become very close to death. And these stories vary. Sometimes it's being uh, the victim in a bank robbery, right? Sometimes it's being in a shipwreck. One was about a man who was lost at sea for 72 days after his boat uh, sank in a storm. Some people uh, go climbing and they uh, their friend freezes to death while they're on this tiny la- ledge and in the last minute get rescued. One lady was almost uh, killed by a mountain lion on a hike. Okay, so you get the gist. They're very dramatic stories, very different experiences, very kind of diverse situations that take place. The only commonality being that the person in the documentary, or maybe multiple people, they were very close to death. Plane crashes, I mean, endless, right? You get the context. Uh, There were two episodes that I watched recently, very different people, different circumstances. I'll explain them in just a moment. But these people said the same thing, pretty much verbatim. They said the same thing. And although the other people uh, that I watched in the other, you know, mini documentaries didn't say these exact words, the sentiment also feels palpable somehow based on the actions that they took. So one was a young, a, a young girl who went to hike the Grand Canyon maybe 20 years ago, and she was alone apart from with her dog. And there were very strange signs. The Grand Canyon is so big and it's quite a hostile environment, right? It's very hot during the day, not a lot of shade. And at, the, and at night it gets very, very cold. She mistook a path, took a series of wrong turns, and she was in the Grand Canyon lost without water. She found this meager water supply for 12 or 13 days. So she was dehydrated. She had no food. She didn't see a single soul. And she was just out there trying to survive. The other was a story about a man who went on a fishing trip with a friend of his in Mexico. And the guide accidentally took them to another side of an island and they ran out of gas. And so the boat that normally would come and pick them up couldn't see them. After a search party was sent out looking for them, they declared these men dead after a week. Whereas they were shored up on a small, once again, hostile island, no water, fully exposed in these very tricky situations. Okay, so there's this young girl in the Grand Canyon. There are these two men stuck on this remote island. It's blisteringly hot They are on the verge of death from dehydration and overexposure to the elements. And what do they do? Do they sit and wait for rescue? 
Initially, yes. They think someone's going to come along. They'll find me. I can just wait here and be patient. You have one day of that. You have two days of that. Maybe three days of that. And then you think, you realize no one's coming. No one's coming. You can't bet on the certainty of anyone coming to save you. My friend, this is true in life, right? Sometimes we think, gosh, something's not working. I'm stuck. But, you know, something has to change outside of me in order for there to be a shift or an improvement, ensuring my safety and survival. But you know what these two different people did? Sets of people, this one girl and these two young men, they went out and used every single last ounce of energy that they had. They walked until they literally could not take a single additional step in order to save themselves, in order to find somebody, in order to access a water supply, in order to get on the radar of anything or anyone that could help them. And they both said, my friend, this sentence, better to use everything I've got and die trying then wait. There is something magical that happens when we take action because there's no guarantee right, of success or safety in life. Either way, if we sit, if we, do, if we do nothing, if we go out there and give it everything, but there is an aliveness, a momentum, a connection to our deeper selves when we take the action. Better to die trying. In those situations, they're extreme. It actually is life and death. But what about this can apply to your actual everyday life? Is it better to be passive and sit and wait? Or is it better to even put yourself at risk, but take the energy, take that magic within you, take that guidance, take your intelligence, take what it is that you have and move forward with it. There, my friend, not not only are you more likely to succeed, to survive, to win, but no matter what happens, you're someone who is valiant in taking action. And that is something that you can always be proud of. Until next time, my friends. Love and ease. Hey friend, I've got something really cool for you. I want to give you free access to my signature course called Slay Your Year, which typically sells for $997. You can check it out, all the details at slayyouryear.com. All you have to do to get access is leave me a review, leave a review of this podcast on Apple Podcasts, take a snapshot of it and send it to info at susie-more.com. That's info at susie-more.com and we'll get you set up with access.